0: Thank you for joining today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast, and thank you for having a desire to be your best at work and helping your organization achieve success. This podcast focuses on tactical actions to improve workplace culture, and these tactics align to our nine principles for organizational excellence. Last week, I told a service recovery story highlighting a model practice by a senior leader with the Blue Wahoos, a double-A baseball affiliate with the Minnesota Twins. Remember, I provided some poor ratings on a game experience. I talked about how Donna Kirby's connection helped me provide better and more mature feedback about the problem. If you recall, I rated a staff member who greeted and served the fans in our section as providing a poor service. This individual reported to Donna Kirby also had a bad concession experience. She had empathy for my experience and followed up with a note to the concession leader. I revisit the story that I told last week to highlight what I believe occurs when most people have bad experiences. I was upset about my bad experience with the concessions. The employees were nice, yet the process for getting food was inefficient. If you remember, I was in line of four people and received my food last. And remember, I missed one of the best plays of the game, a game-winning home run in the seventh inning. The person helping me at the concession saw I was upset and tried to help by letting me know I could watch the replay on the jumbo screen. (laughs) She pointed to the screen to make sure I wouldn't miss that replay. Although not her intention, I'm sure her actions put salt in the wound. I looked into the concessions and did not look at that jumbo screen. In fact, I was convinced that I surely didn't want to look up. I expected her to understand that when you come to a baseball game and you're interested in baseball, the winning play on the jumbo screen is just simply not the same. Oh, how I wanted to really scream from the mountaintop. My expectations were unrealistic of this employee, I know, but... I wanted her to understand that some fans really do come to this baseball game to watch it. On the other hand, you know, customers should expect to encounter efficient processes. And if the processes were in place, I would have gotten my food on time and not missed the game-winning play. Remember, I rated the service support person in our section with a poor rating. The person who was normally at our section and who always provides excellent service was not there that evening. Someone new was out the helm. This person didn't necessarily do anything wrong. I just didn't find the individual very engaged. In her communication to me, Donna Kirby owned the problem. She mentioned that she had assigned a new person to a section where long-term season ticket vans sat. And she communicated that he was really nervous as a new employee And she's the one that made the mistake with placing him in that section as someone new and inexperienced. Now let's turn back to my ratings for a minute. My ratings were influenced by the concession experience. My experience with the section greeter was not really poor. The negative concession experience just simply angered me. That set me up for thinking, now everything seems bad. I'm thinking, where's Bob? Why do we have someone new? Why can't that person be like Bob? And then I thought, at least the Wahoos won. Yeah, but who cares? I missed the best play of the game. As you can see, my response was not quite a mature one. My rating was not very fair to someone new, and he really didn't do that bad of a job. And what's my point? Organizational teams are not siloed. One bad experience with a team member can have consequences for others. Anger elevates negative experiences to even higher levels of dissatisfaction. Here's what occurred. The poor process with food preparation and timeliness affected the servers. The concession experience influenced my view of the night. I rated someone a poor not directly related to the concession experience. And when I got to things like cleanliness of the bathroom, well, that seemed to be worse as usual as well. You know, without Donna's connection with me, I could have gone to future games focused on finding what's wrong rather than what's right. I think you get my point. Let's talk a little more about service recovery. It was Donna's connection with me that made this service recovery experience a best practice. She gathered information to coach her team. She did more. She positioned her communication with me in a way that changed how I interacted with her. She didn't let my immature way of providing feedback get in the way of her having empathy for my experience. Unbelievably, you know, she moved my anger to compassion. As the leader, she assumed ownership and accountability. She wanted to learn more about the specifics of the situation so she could help the employee. So she probed for more understanding. And by doing so, I changed my tone. My response focused on what right looks like. Remember, I started by praising the Blue Wahoos organization. By the time we completed our layers of communication, I was thinking, please place the new individual at our section again so that I can be part of helping him get better. Give the person another chance, and if you do, I'll help the individual achieve success. Shoot, I I wanted to co-coach with Donna. I wanted to help this individual. Let's look at another situation where service recovery occurred that was good, but not excellent. As you all know, I travel when working with clients. I've been using the same car rental service for over 30 years. I started this service because it was the company I used when I was at the university years ago. I'm on the road about 15 days a month and I have premium status with the rental car company. As most service industries, I receive a survey asking how my experience was with a car rental service. I always complete surveys, sharing both positive and negative experiences. At times, I've had issues with renting a car. My negative experiences have been with the quality of the car. Not clean, smells like smoke, older car, or gas tank not full. I expect for these things to be standard quality service. When I've had a negative experience, I rate the experience, usually about car quality, and I receive an apology email. What I don't know is if the company is going to do something different to ensure it doesn't happen again. Now, they might have a plan, but I don't know what it is. At least I think they read the surveys because they reach out with an apology of some kind. So here's what goes on in my mind as I continue to rent cars. Let's say the next time I rent a car, I get a nice car clean, newer, nice model, or an upgrade. I'm thinking that I received this car because of my negative feedback. My conclusion, when I give negative feedback, I get a better experience. Or let's say that I had a good experience and gave positive feedback, and the next time I rented, I received a nice car, clean, newer, nice, model, upgraded. My conclusion, they appreciate positive feedback, so they are rewarding me. So, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the negative or I don't know if it's positive that's getting the better outcome. All I want is the same consistent experience every time I rent a car. So I'm thinking, which pays off, the negative rating or the positive one? And why in the world am I putting this much thought into hoping that I have the same positive experience every time? Rather than my guessing, why couldn't they let me know how they are making changes and how my input helped? Why don't they probe with questions to understand more about my experience? Here's what I've noticed as a nice change for the car rental company. They asked me to select my model preference, and I selected small or average SUV. I travel in the Midwest and North in the winter, and I feel safer in an SUV. In the past four months, I've received this type of model most of the time. It's been a great improvement to gain consistency with the type of car I rent. And now I'm wondering, is this special? A change in practice? I hope whatever has occurred in the past several months continues. I have to admit, I'm also waiting for the other shoe to fall. It seems too good to be true. Join Studer Education, our partners, and me at What's Right in Education on July 30th and 31st. Learn with teams from around the country who are deeply engaged in key transformational processes. These are leaders who are creating better cultures, successfully implementing change, and unleashing results. We explore behaviors that erode culture and learn how to shift our collective mindset of continuous improvement. You can learn more at studereducation.com forward slash wri here's another example of service recovery that doesn't have the same outcome as donna kirby's approach i stay in the same hotel in a city where i travel every four to six weeks and now i use my digital key to get in the door there's one person in particular who has greeted me positively for years he's one of my favorite hotel professionals i'm a diamond member with this chain he always treats me like one The last time I traveled to the hotel, I brought my dog Hannah with me. She had been to this hotel on several occasions. and I stay on the first floor to make it easy to navigate. Hannah is a 10-pound, 17-year-old dachshund, so it's pretty easy to get around with her. When I arrived, I used my digital key to enter the side door of the hotel. When we arrived in the afternoon and settled in the room, I then made a quick run to the hotel desk to get my gift of water and a snack. After getting settled Hannah and I took a a walk. At the conclusion of our walk we entered the hotel to greet everyone. The same person who gave me the water and snacks said to me I didn't realize you had a dog and with great pride I said I said yes this is Hannah and introduced Hannah to everyone. After the visit and when reviewing my e-receipt I noticed it being higher than normal and saw that $75 had been added to my bill for a pet fee. I make my hotel room reservations on my app and followed my standard process that I, and that I didn't include the pet fee. The money was not the issue for me. The way the amount was attached to my bill was the issue. I realized I needed to pay for her to stay, and I was okay with that. I just wish someone would have connected with me with a note or in person. I was, because I was thinking, that individual thought I was trying to hide her so I wouldn't have to pay. So I was a little embarrassed about the situation. When I received the survey, I provided the feedback in a nice way. I was not disputing that I owed money for her to be in the hotel. I expressed I would have appreciated the hotel professional talking with me and letting me know she was adding it to my bill rather than me being surprised. I continued to write that I was not disputing the charge. Rather, I found the approach disrespectful to someone who was a frequent customer of that hotel and that chain. I received an email back from the manager. She apologized and removed the $75 from my bill. She welcomed both of us back to the hotel, and she recognized the hotel professional I adored that was a stellar employee. That was a relief because I was afraid he had left the company. This is the natural way that service recovery occurs. Give you a prize, refund your money, etc. And this is better than no service recovery at all. So I rate this a good service recovery. In fact, with managing up Nick and inviting both me and Hannah back to the hotel, this may be very good customer service. Donna Kirby with the Blue Wahoos, on the other hand, provided excellent service recovery. What made the difference? Donna wanted to learn more about the experience so that she could coach an employee and others on her team to be better. By taking this approach, I changed my approach with the Blue Wahoo support person. When I walked into the hotel and I see that person who charged the $75, I still see her as a problem. And who knows, she may have been asked to do it by her boss. Donna's approach helped me feel good about employees. She shifted the ownership from the employee to the leader. As leaders, we help our company, the company brand, and most of all, our employees, when we shift the responsibility from the employee to leaders when recovering from poor service. If the employee that Donna supervises doesn't improve over time with coaching, that employee will no longer be part of the Blue Wahoos organization. That, too, is Donna's responsibility. I have confidence that Donna provides the best support for her employees and that the mistake will not occur again at the Wahoos game. I don't have that same feeling about the hotel, I've been loyal to this brand over the years. I tend to stay in two different brands of hotels and have been committed to this one brand for many years. That's changing this year. Not just because of this experience, but multiple negative experiences over the past year. I've shifted my hotel preference. And the pattern shows on my number of declining stays. And guess what? No one has reached out to ask why the number of stays is declining. I know I'm one... Of a million customers they encounter but excellent service recovery means every person's experience counts every time as i've reflected on my experience as a customer and watched donna kirby's best practices i've learned from her last year we had a partner organization with a new executive leader who has excellent qualities the right passion and skills we started working with him as he became a new executive I had several conversations with him and realized we were not quite hitting the mark. During our conversations, the executive was kind and cordial and didn't want me to rock the boat. As the leader, I didn't apply the best practice that Donna Kirby has hardwired. What I failed to do is deeply probe on incident-specific examples that could help me share information with our coaching consultant team to help them learn, gain insight, and advance their skills. I also fell into the trap of offering more services to make up for not meeting the needs. Offering more services with customers makes us feel better, not the customer. Donna Kirby is focused on preparing her team to consistently offer excellent service to customers. Learning from Donna Kirby, I understand the value of one, owning the dissatisfaction and letting the client know I want to learn more to help our team get better. Two, gaining specific incident-focused feedback to help our teams improve. Three, letting the customer know the changes we are making to keep this from occurring again. And four, recognizing people in our team when we hear specific positive examples. Last week, I suggested that you reflect on and identify a time when you didn't provide excellent service. This week, let's take one more step. What would you do differently to provide excellent service? Write a redo note where you take ownership as the person who provided subpar service or was a leader of a team that did so. Gain incident-specific feedback. Let the customer know how you will use that feedback to help improve your team. Let the customer know the changes you'll make to keep the incident from occurring again. And recognize someone who customers identify as offering great service. Thanks to Donna Kirby's teaching by example, I've changed my leadership approach and behavior. She's given me the right tools to attach to the following service commitment. Excellent service recovery means every person's experience counts every time. Thank you for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. I look forward to connecting with you on our next podcast episode, where we will focus on how we manage our emotions when receiving feedback from others. Have a great week.